0: What up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of All Things Behind the Scenes with your girl, Nina Payne. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember, this show is about events. What happens before the event, during the event, and after the event? Who are these dynamic individuals who plan the thousands of details to make sure the event happens? And then we also talk about how to navigate the business of doing events. Today's guest, I am super excited to share with you. She's one of the reasons why I do this podcast. I, I love shining light on people who do all the things behind the scenes, and she is no exception. She's an entertainment manager. She's a realtor. She's a festival director in events. She's also a founder. Please welcome Sabrina Underwood, founder of Earth Tone Enterprises.
1: Hey, Sabrina. Hi. How are you, Nina? Thank oh, you for good. having me. How are you? What day is it? <laughs> I'm, girl I am blessed I am I am doing great thank you for asking
0: we I know we we talk often we are friends mm-hmm. uh disclaimer we are we are friends and um you know we spend a lot of time kind of chit chatting and passing information back and forth and kind of just staying connected and I'm just super excited that you uh took time out of your immensely busy schedule to be with us today so thank it you. it is an me.
1: honor excuse me ma'am <laughs> It's an honor, <laughs> honor to be in this great number of amazing dynamic women, as well as yourself. I'm just really proud of you. So glad that you've taken the leap because this is this is needed. It's much needed and you're perfect for it. So Aww. I'm just really
0: excited for you
1: and I'm we happy do. to be here to support
0: as well. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So we 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 um I want to get into it, but I gotta do a little bit of background, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I've been knowing Sabrina for a while. As some of you know, um, when I started foundation management, we were artist management and special events, and there were very few number of people that I heard about when I got into artist management who were connected to the labels in LA and New York and the places that things were happening. And Sabrina's name used to ring. In the, in spaces where you know Sabrina's coming to watch your show, she's looking for new performance. She's looking for somebody to promote. Like it was a thing even before I, even before I knew you knew you. Your name mm-hmm. kind of rang bells in the city here about somebody who you needed to be connected with if you were going to be doing music in the city of Detroit. And I don't know if we've had this conversation. Have we had this conversation? No, we have not. So not weird. Either. And so when we were talking about I was trying to, trying to interview you, I remember going back and hearing Sabrina Underwood's name and thinking. Oh, I need to I need to connect with her. I need to figure out how to get her to my show. And it was one artist that I was working with, um, whether it was hot sauce and presents, but there was a, a hip hop artist that you saw at a show, and you texted me, and mm. you said, "Hey, my name is Sabrina Underwood, and I can't remember what, who you were representing, but you were like, I want to connect with you uh, about your artist, Keem." Keem the franchise mm-hmm. at that time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? Sabrina Underwood is me about Kim? I don't know where she's It was a whole thing. It was really <laughs> dope. And I was like, okay. And so like, we then connected over the years and, you know, all the things that you were doing. I was super excited to meet you. I can't even remember where we actually met face to face if it wasn't with, uh, when we worked together, I know we worked together with uh, Project Producers, but before that,
1: do you remember where we met? I believe it was at an urban organic event.
0: If was I'm not Drake mistaken. Piper? Shout out, Drake. Yes, it might
1: have been Urban Organic or at a, at a place where Hot Sauce was performing. I want to
0: say it was a place where Hot Sauce was performing. Where Hot Sauce was performing. I'm remembering that. But I think it was Drake who introduced us.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think it was Drake who introduced us. I'm going to have Drake on the show. Producers in the back. Let's make that happen. we <laughs> <laughs> have Drake on the show, too. Uh, okay, so... Besides that, so I, I, I am interested in people to 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 get to know you and mm-hmm. what you what you did and what you do now, um, and just because this is the entertainment business that we're going to start off talking about, and I, this is not one of your pre questions by the way, because I you know I do that, mm-hmm. um, and I know. Oftentimes, because you've been in the business for a really long time, entertainment management—we're just going to put that umbrella: entertainment management, um, marketing, promotions—with all sorts of A-list artists. And I want to give you flowers for the things that you have done, the, oh, and 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 um, what people don't really realize is the work that it takes to put into getting an artist in front of X, right? Mm-hmm. You know, making sure that people know about the albums coming out or the, you know, the records coming out or the singles coming out or the music videos coming out or whatever. And there's a lot of work that has to happen. So let's talk about the artists that you've worked with. Just just n- name a few, just name a few. Wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you have to talk about the whole uh, hundred and something list, but who people would know that... Um, you know, we're just going to drop some names. We're going to do some name dropping right now. And I'll
1: bring out, um, well, let's just say this. When you're working with the major distribution and label, you, are, you end up working with pretty much everybody that the label re- releases, especially mm-hmm. if they're going to go out on tour. That's your time where you're going to get really connected to them. So um, artists such as Alicia Keys, um, Jill Scott, Maxwell, um, uh, Justin Timberlake, Chris mm-hmm. Brown, um, mm-hmm. uh, Mario, oh uh, geez, Aretha Franklin, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, TLC. Um, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. A lot. It's, uh, of it's, and it's, it's good. I want you to name drop because you, you can. You know what I mean? You can. you're one of you're one of the, one of the peop- humblest people that I know. Um, but I wanted people to understand that this is, you know, you do the work, you keep your head down, and you do the work. And it's not about, you know, broadcasting all of these amazing people that you work with. You just do the work. And as part mm-hmm. of I can't I think in this e- event space that I'm in, and you know, as an entrepreneur and probably in our age range, we just head down do the work. You know what I mean? And so I just want to say, you know, I want people to understand that it's about doing good work at the end of the day. That's what I really wanted to talk about. And so let's talk briefly about what you did for them just so they can get some context I know you worked for the labels and then your job was to.
1: Um, My job was to connect the dots in the marketplace um, in whatever region I worked in, whether it was the Midwest region or the mid Atlantic region, um, I pretty much uh, the New York offices and the L.A. offices would establish the overall plan for the artists. Uh, but then we as as field reps would be the experts in our regions. So we knew where they needed to go, who they needed to talk to, what would work for the demographic in our region, because what may work in Detroit may not work in Philly. May not work in DC. Mm-hmm. We're a special kind of, you know, what may work in DC, which was an area that I worked, you know, that I focused on, may not work in Norfolk, Virginia, which was another area that I focused on. So, it was my job to get the exposure, to get them sold, <laughs> mm-hmm. to get them in front of people, to get people excited about them, to get the press to talk about them, independent press, because we, of course, also have our our PR folks in the different, you know, headquarters offices, but we also dealt with the independents. You get what I mean? So um, it was all of those things and some to get the product in the stores, to get the product to the DJs, to get the product, you know, to the college stations. I did all
0: of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so from the from the bottom to the top, <laughs> that's what you know, my job was. Um, and there was one artist in particular that kind of started this whole thing for you um that really got you kind of excited about this lane let's talk about this artist because he's one of my favorite artists of all time as well and I don't care who debates me on that uh let's talk about your first artist that kind of you know really stood out for you
1: the first the artist that made me want to get in to Mm -hmm. music Mm -hmm. oh none other than his royal badness Prince, come on now, <laughs> come on, on now, the, the best in the land, even still, I'm sorry, <laughs> shoot me,
0: but I so, will fight you. Right, right. We we both agree. We connect on that constantly yes. about our, our love for uh, yes. Mr. Purple himself. Um, mm-hmm. Have you been to the museum? I have not been to the museum. Come on, fan. It's just, and, and,
1: and I, I think part of my purple card is going to be snatched for this um but every time i plan to go mm. it just never happens and mm. now for the last several years it always happens the week before our music fest
0: oh, you know what i mean so yeah, it's just yeah. like
1: but i will yeah. i will get you gotta
0: there. make it anybody who is even remotely a fan of prince needs to go to his museum at paisley park um it is a walk down memory lane, you right. feel his presence there. It depends on what level of fan you are. Yeah. The group that I was with, everybody was like super fan. So everybody was crying. Mm-hmm. It was a whole it was a whole movement yeah. in itself. And so For me, like, you gotta
1: go. I want to go uh, during the celebration.
0: Yeah. First. That's I don't want go to go on the off season month. You know? But just go before they yeah. shut it down. I don't I, know how I, long I you go <laughs> So talk about Prince and and, um, what you did and how that how that connected, because it's important for people to kind of see how you connected dots because it's all about behind the scenes. Right. And and who connected with what and how you got an opportunity to work with him.
1: Exactly. Well, first and foremost, let me say this. I am a spiritual being before anything else. And I believe in the power of the spoken word and tongue. And when I was seven, that's when I first knew after listening to the Prince album. I needed to be involved in this thing that just made me feel so good. And especially <laughs> next to this person. Um, I knew I, I didn't necessarily want to play an instrument, but I wanted to work with him. I wanted to work in the business. And throughout all of my life, my young adult life, when people would say, what are you going to do? I would always say, I'm going to work with Prince. I'm going to work with <laughs> Eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. I even have yearbooks from middle school and high school, where folks in their autograph
0: section, good luck working for Prince. Hi, hi, oh, hi, wow. Man. And you weren't supposed to be listening to Prince songs at 8, 9, 10, 11. Oh, look, Not I didn't 8, 11. even know.
1: I didn't know what I was talking about, jack you off and all this kind of stuff. But <laughs> I promise you, baby, the music had me going. So anyway, uh, fast forward, I'm living in D.C., um relationships let me just say this too relationships are very important um I Quentin Perry here in Detroit and Willie Donwell were very very key in um, bringing Prince here Mm -hmm. and just connecting the dots for him and I had a relationship with them and I moved to DC he came you know I'm always the girl that stalks All around the city for the you know for the secret pop-ups because you know he was known for doing that a lot of those yeah and I contacted Willie Donwell and I'm like hey they're here connect the dots so he did (laughs) I met his general manager and she gave me the biggest assignment and said hey I'm so glad you know this market um I don't and can you help me I need to plan uh a meet-and-greet with him, Larry Graham, and Shaka Khan for the day after tomorrow. Can you do that? Okay. Come on. Yes. And uh, This is what I'm talking
0: about. Go go ahead. Go continue. And lo and behold, I had a Rolodex of... And we're talking about in in a day. Day after tomorrow. So you're on the day, you have one day to fully plan it together, and the next day is your event.
1: Yes. And she didn't know me from Adam, but because Mr. Donwell gave me such a glowing review she said i trust you can mm-hmm. you help me um and i did i pulled it all together um what does I that didn't
0: mean, know, you, you i didn't know what the budget was who are you calling <laughs> like what do you how are you making these calls and connections like talk to let me tell the you about um, how you make an event happen in a day and a half
1: how do you make well the venue was already secured it was at the venue mm-hmm. and I knew the time she just kind of worked on the passes and all that kind of stuff for me. And we thank God this was around a time where we also had mobile cell phones that could text. <laughs> so we were doing a lot of texting. Um, but anyway, I just reached into my Rolodex. That's very important, having your connections. And so between... All the, the stakeholders in the market, I knew them. I had been with them. All the key DJs, all the program directors, all the top folks in retail who we needed to bring in the products. You know what I mean? His albums. Because at this point, he had gone independent with Raven Till the Joy Van Fantastic. That was after Raven. Yeah, after Raven Till the Joy Fantastic. But anyway, um, I just kind of went through. But that's not a hard sell. Mm-hmm. Nobody turns down getting a chance to meet this guy because he was such a mysterious person that was so untouchable. So when you get a personal connection to just be able to go in and hear him talk about his album and his new songs and him leaving the majors and going indie and wanting to be able to touch, feel and smell everybody and get to have a personal connection, whereas before he didn't have that. And for me to be tapped on to make this happen it was the greatest opportunity ever. And so I think in in that time, the max was about 50 people. Mm-hmm. And I got them all in. They all got concert tickets. You know, <laughs> I was the girl in the market for a while. That, yeah. um, and they got a chance to meet him. Yeah. You know what I mean? But he just kind of popped in for like a... Quick split.
0: Yeah. Section, you know, you, you do get a whole
1: lot. He had a chance to meet Larry Graham, Shaka Khan, the rest of the band, and and talk with his people. Yeah. But just for them to be able to see him, you know what I mean, and to be addressed for a quick moment was enough for them to say, you know what, I'm going to go back and I'm going to help him. I'm gonna I'm gonna put this in, or I'm gonna test it out, or whatever. And so that was awesome. And the the reward from that was a great relationship with. Uh, Jacqueline at the time who was his general manager um, who then had me come back the second night he did two shows I ended up uh, being um, serenaded slightly for my birthday by him, <laughs> which was on the Come next on. day. Um, well, not necessarily serenaded because he didn't believe in birthdays at the time, but we had a great conversation. I ended up being there to help out with the shooting of his music video. Had a little brief cameo in it. If you if you blink one time, you're going to miss <laughs> it. um And that's where I got a chance to meet Dougie Fresh. And a lot of the band members to this day we're good friends. And mm-hmm. they ended up offering me a contract. Mm. Um, and so I, while I was working for Sony, I can say that now, but back then I couldn't, child. But um, <laughs> I wasn't going to turn that down. You know like you back then. They still and you so like? when I had my work bag and I had all my Sony products and artists and everybody else, I also had prints tucked on the sides. So mm. I would have those sidebar conversations and they were really happy. And I worked with them for about a year, a year and a half um, after that until, you know, he just kind of, you know, he was kind of fickle with how he wanted to do things. So,
0: Well, he was, but, always, he was always fickle, but um, he just happened yeah. to be at this particular time trying to come out of the majors and going independent he needed you know he would never say that but he needed you know to to meet with um uh, folks like yourself and so what what i don't want everybody to miss is that because you were selected to do this right and you brought all of these um program directors people who can make or break his album in that market
1: mm-hmm. this was huge it was huge um and and what was what was great like i said to have the relationships, to be able to have the contacts, to be able to make these phone calls, you know?
0: yeah, That was yeah. huge
1: for him yeah. to say, make this happen. And her like, please help me make this happen. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. I mean, um, there was a wait, but I knew it wouldn't be difficult because of who he was. Yeah. I couldn't imagine someone saying, oh, I've, I I don't have a babysitter tonight. That baby probably be in a bag coming right through. <laughs> the camp. Um, So, so that so- was great.
0: I think the lesson, right, because mm-hmm. I'm always talking about the lessons um, that you mentioned are super important. Those relationships, because you never know when, you know, you might need to tap into that or you you never you never know when, you know, you might be able to bring might have to get that call. You know yeah. what I mean? And so making sure that you are taking care of your relationships, making sure that you're not burning any bridges because the world is That's super so small, Yeah, right, that you might end up having to end up calling that person that you cussed out because you need something. Yeah. And so there's a huge lesson. There's so many lessons in this, but I think that's a really good lesson in relationship building because you didn't know when, where, why you were just continually building great relationships. And now this opportunity happened, which catapulted a lot of the other things that happened to you after that. Right. It
1: sure did. I think the other thing to me that came out of that was always be ready.
0: Mm-hmm. You know yeah, what I mean? Me
1: Cause you just mm-hmm. never know. When that opportunity is going to come. The other thing that I got from this too was to, uh, after the show, to um, have him, um, there were like maybe 10 of us. um, He just kind of asked, he looked at me, he says, why is it like this? Why is it? The way that it is, why don't people seem to want to really support my records? And did he ask you that? He did. (laughs) And I said, you know, I can only speak from my experience. I said, but I am a fan and you've really gone very creative and artistic. Mm -hmm. You've gone deep with your music and sometimes it can be a little too deep for Mm -hmm. mainstream ears and commercial. Mm -hmm. It's very artistic music. Um, and he understood that, mm-hmm. you know, but sometimes I hate to say it, you know, not calling out names, but palms were also being greased. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to sugarcoat that. Palms probably still being greased in the industry.
0: Oh, yeah. It's, um, part, of, it's part of the fabric of the industry. Part of the of the we industry. know that. You and I both know that.
1: Exactly. And so if you're not out here, you're trying to do it honestly mm-hmm. and just purely based on. The solid, solid records, mm-hmm. but you're not, you know, greasing the
0: palms.
1: You yeah. might,
0: not, yeah. You they know. want to say Payola is dead, but um, it is not. It's surely not. It's surely not. Oftentimes, it's not necessarily done with actual cash. Um, there's a lot of favors and a lot of, you know, just is, you know.
1: Yep. Just, it, is what it, it is what it is. It's gonna <laughs> be here till Jesus comes back, yes, and is. don't oh, think that the playlisters aren't. Um, getting getting it either, but you know they're not regulated under FCC. So,
0: but that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for all the artists, you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. But a lot of that too is relation our relationships. Thankfully for me, I have bargaining chips. Mm-hmm. You put this in, this person's coming to mark to the market. Uh, we can have them come to your children's event. You know what I mean? Mm. So, you know, you got to know how to work, work those things. But anyway, so that, that was uh, one of the greatest lessons. And like I said, just going back to the spiritual nature of it all. um, I know God was in the midst of all that. Mm. Um, And these are things that I spoke since I was seven and it came to fruition and it came to pass. And like I said, even to this day, just some of the team members that were surrounded by them at that time, just genuine relationships. and so that's something that I can say that I'm walking away with beyond the experience and beyond just being able to check that off the dream list, you know, it happened.
0: But, but I think, I think you're right in that, that manifestation, right? You spoke it at a very young age. I don't even think you understood what you were speaking at that time, but what happens when you start to speak life is that everything, a part of your, all of your neurons start to start to look for that thing. Right. Yeah. So whether or not you see it at work, there's opportunities something comes up and he might be a part of something and you, you're going, right. You're yeah. going to show up. Well, yeah. All the things start to work together, yeah, you know, and then sure. it manifests itself. And so I think that's a lesson learned too, to speak it.
1: It's a, it's that, um, and not even that just being in Detroit, when we were coming up as young, young kids, Motown and- They flew the coop at the time. Oh, yeah. But I always knew that I wanted to be in music and people always kind of made you feel like you had to move to L.A. You had to move to New York. If you weren't in either of those markets, you couldn't Mm -hmm. make it. But we were Detroit Rock City. We were Detroit Techno City. You know, we had a variety of uh, distribution companies and things that were here. And so. Thank goodness for Eastern Michigan University's uh, career services department because
0: we both went uh, to Eastern, by the way. those
1: internships came in handy. You yeah. know what I mean? And so, again, if 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 you stay focused and you look for opportunities, you will generally if You if you don't find them, you can create them. Mm. And so that's just something that I carry with myself today. And those are all the things that kind of help to contribute to the professional that I am today.
0: So so let's move to um, events because, of course, yeah. this is events and entrepreneurship. And yeah. so uh, and I think what what is starting to unfold as I talk to everybody is that we're all doing events, whether you're yeah. in the event industry or not in the event industry proper or directly. We're all throwing an event yeah. here or there, a dinner for someone, a birthday party for someone. We're involved in some kind of way. Mm-hmm. And so even when you're doing marketing and promotions under the label or umbrella, you're doing events. You yeah. know, when I was in there doing entertainment uh, management, all of my events that I did had, were entertainment driven, but they were all under the event umbrella. Mm-hmm. And so now fast forward, mm-hmm. um, we have a lot of room in between, but fast forward, um, you are the festival director for Jazz and at the Vanity. Yes. Um, and that we're we're gonna be helping you out with that um, coming up next mm-hmm. next month. And so yeah. This will air before then. We'll see. June tenth and eleventh. June tenth and eleventh. And um, so talk about because there's so much to that. Um, yes. how you got the festival director job that you're mm-hmm. working now, and then the things that you learned or that you brought into this from the things that you learned earlier. Right. marketing. Well,
1: um, I ended up um being a contractor with the nonprofit um in 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 the city and. Uh, for, gosh, at the time, about 17 years, they put on Jazz in on Jefferson, which was just a, a, an amazing community jazz fest that really brought the community out. 18,000 folks <laughs> on a weekend, they would shut down one of the main abs, Jefferson Ave, so on and so forth. So when I came on as a marketing uh, contractor with them, they looked at my background and said, ah now you can plan this because we know that you have experience in this realm and just kind of said pooh here you go <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like uh, okay <laughs> <laughs> um but again uh putting on events was not foreign to me i was able to through like working with you and toya hankins and those guys um to help with um mac mac so I was able to get that experience for putting on such a massive festival that drew thousands of people to really understand the inner workings as opposed to just being the person that brought my artist to, yeah. on, you know, yeah. to and just Left. I was really a part of that, the, you know, woven all into that. And so I was able to bring that to this. Um, and so with that, I did the research, made the calls you know did everything that i knew had i had to do for the first year brought on folks like yourself to you know to kind of help out Mm -hmm. um areas where um you know you got to put your team together yes you do Uh, and so you put the team together and we each had our lanes even though really for my first year i did a whole whole i did a whole lot more Mm -hmm. um and it was successful it was successful and um how do you,
0: how do you rate your event success? Like, what is that marker? And how do you know when you, you can say that it was a success? We, um
1: number one, we had a budget. Mm. It was a success because we, we, like we, like <laughs> we did not go over budget. We did not go over budget. We generated the number of sponsorships that we needed to help Facilitate this. I was very active in sponsorship solicitation as well. Um, we established a goal line um, of um, the number of attendees that we wanted. Now mm-hmm. we didn't have clickers. We didn't have you know people counting heads one by one. But through drone photography, mm-hmm. we were able to kind of get an idea, mm-hmm. you know, of the number of people that that showed up. Um, that was a success. Um, so we actually exceeded what we initially thought, which was great. Um, the number of, of small businesses that signed up to be vendors,
0: hmm.
1: we hit that mark. We knew what we wanted. We hit that mark. I was also very instrumental in soliciting vendors, you know. Um, and so the the to be able to employ world renowned talent that lives here in the city. Mm. Um, and program two stages of live music, Mm. and get all of that in under budget. (laughs) That was, I think I walked away with like maybe $1,600 that wasn't spent (laughs) on an artist. (laughs) That was a great thing. And so when your sponsors give you great feedback, and then we also collect feedback, you know, we Mm -hmm. have volunteers on the festival grounds collecting feedback Mm -hmm. when you have that when you have when you see just the organization social pages you know filling up with followers when you see more and more people during and after come to sign up for your newsletter because now they really want to be connected to you those are all great things to me that said success Mm -hmm. but for the most part attendance hit we hit all the goals uh, we got good media press from it. Yeah, um, Media attention. It was awesome.
0: So, so you set your goals at the top of the event, right? And mm-hmm. then you can then um, have a, a, a metric, if yeah. you will, to see, you know, whether or not you got those goals hit or not. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. I don't know. So what do you like, Sabrina? Like, cause what, I know we skipped a lot, some years and you're still doing mm-hmm. entertainment. You're still doing entertainment management. You still, still got a leg in there. You're doing events. Um, You worked at at Dime for a while and you were doing a lot of things there. And so um, you have so much experience that you brought to where you are now. Right. Mm -hmm. What do you enjoy about events? Because, you know, in all transparency, it's, it's a lot of work. You know, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of um, long nights and, you know, long weekends and missed uh, teas and brunches and uh, lunch with the girls and all of that. So a whole what? lot of whole <laughs> lot of uh, fast food. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's all of that. And so what do you what do you love about this?
1: Um, well, first of all, you know, they say variety is the spice of life. Mm. So when you are working events, no one event is the same. Um, And then within the event, there is so multifaceted and so many opportunities for you to be creative. I thrive off of creativity. I thrive off of that good energy. Um, So to me, that's one of the driving forces uh, to bring people together to um, to be able to see people enjoy or or be impacted by or take something away from. Um, in a very positive manner something in which uh you were a part of having to, you know helping to bring on or put on mm-hmm. those are those are things that make me feel warm and fuzzy inside Nina I've actually you know for me assisting you with a lot of the events that you and your team put on I am an honorary team member by the way <laughs> of course You're always, always. an honorary team member you need member. to get her a t-shirt somebody get her a t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> I mean but even something as Registering folks, and then mm. when they're coming in, hearing about the excitement that they have about what they're about to experience, mm. you know, I don't take. I'm just that's just me. I'm
0: like woo 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 woo. You know, excited <laughs> about about what is the woo woo? That's your woo. excitement. Woo
1: woo 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 woo. <laughs> um, but yeah, so to me, to be able to bring people together put together great creative events. Um, and some of them aren't creative. Some of them are corporate and stuffy, Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, (laughs) as long as the people that are coming are able to walk away with what they came
0: for Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. and the client is happy with the results. I'm good. So, so in that, you know, you, you know, like I said, you've done this, this isn't your first rodeo doing events. Mm -hmm. And so, What do you think if you were to talk to some other person getting started, about to get into the business and want to just, you know, get into the event planning space? Like, what are some of the skills that you that you have to have, you believe, in order to be a great planner? Um,
1: Number one, you've got to start with a good attitude. Mm. You've got a funky attitude. You're in for it. Exactly. (laughs) You are in for it. Um, Number two, you have to be organized. Mm. Um, organization is, is the key. You've got to have good, um, time management skills. Mm. Um, and if you don't make sure you've got somebody on your team who is a timekeeper, who can keep you, you know, keep you on task. Um, um, the other thing too, I think is just to be open, um, because sometimes we will come in thinking, oh, we want to plan Coachella. Mm -hmm. But it's okay to plan this medical center's um, senior, you know, (laughs) uh, (laughs) testing, you know, get your feet wet, because surprisingly, even the what we consider smaller events, um, it takes a lot. And it's great experience. And one little mishap could make or break, (laughs) Mm. Uh, make or break um, an event. So um, I would just say. Come in and then also be willing to work with others, um, offer your skills and talents to others. See how, because everybody works differently and you can get a little bit of something from everybody. Um, Mm. And don't be afraid to embrace technology. Mm. Um, We are in a whole new arena right now with AI, VR, you know, and then the pandemic brought in a whole other thing with people feeling comfortable being closely in, you know, to, um, in, you know, pack together. Some mm-hmm. people are still looking for hybrid events. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Be willing to see what's out, out there and, um, and be willing to open, uh, embrace technology where needed. Cause you might have to rely on that. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Those are
1: some of the key things and then stay abreast of what's going on in the industry. Yeah. You know, put your fillers out, see what's happening, sign up for the blogs,
0: go to conferences,
1: yeah. Sign up for the blogs. Um, listen to the podcast. Um, there's so many dynamic people out here that are doing some really, really great things.
0: So those are my key pieces of advice. Thank you. for Thank you for that. The um You had mentioned that one thing could make or break an event. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk about maybe a difficult event that you had or, or your least favorite event and share some, you know, how how things panned out for it? Do you remember? Ooh. Um
1: well, I yes. <laughs> <laughs> I um had to do I put on a showcase um in Philadelphia for um we had four labels and we had their developing artists. And so this is the first time they were going to be in person and introduced to the market. Mm. So you get all your folks out that can touch and make a difference in their in their lanes and um, the bar decided, oh, I don't know what, you, I don't know what you thought. I, I Why why is this a, a Hennessy sponsor? Um, I'm not serving Hennessy. I don't, I'm not, no, you got to pay. Mm. Ooh, Hennessy rep didn't show up. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. I'm kind of wondering if they kind of knew ahead of time
0: mm-hmm. because
1: this was a showcase sponsored by Tennessee. Tennessee. And yeah. folks were coming, not only to see the artists, they were also coming for these free drinks. Yeah, of course. You know, which was a part of the branding. Didn't happen. So, what do you have to do? You gotta have a contingency plan. Thank God for that. Black American Express card. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Black American? The labels. The label. so, so, you were able to do what? Oh, You make one phone call, but thank God your VPs always got the cell phone on for the just in case the artist wants to act up or something goes down. You call and they say, hey, put me on the phone or you handle it. Here's the card. We just going to deal with this later. Mm. Um, But at the same time, um, during that night, one of the acts decided they did not want to perform. How are you not going to perform and they're coming here to see you? It wasn't the total act. It was like a person. I'm not even going to mention. Oh, it's bringing back flashbacks. I'm not going to mention who it was. <laughs> well, but, you know, you can. Nobody's listening to my podcast. You I can't say the name. Um, and me? as a matter of fact, each time they would then come into the market, I would just uh want to be on vacation. So I wouldn't have to take them out because they were known for being troublemakers around the country quite mm, honestly. It you want me to, to guess? Mm-mm.
0: <laughs> so I could guess. If I guess, will you tell me the right name? Okay. Uh Jaheen.
1: No, this is a band.
0: It was a whole A, a group. Make it a difference. A group.
1: Uh-uh. I can't tell you.
0: Oh.
1: No, I can't. Let oh. me just say this. They were on Columbia Records. I'll just leave it at that. So um, on. so okay, one I'm of over. them, but but now that I remember it, he didn't want to perform. Oh, was actually was it two, but one in particular didn't want to perform because he had met a, ch- a girl the day before and she was in town and he wanted to go hang out with her. He didn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. When I tell you I can write a book for my <laughs> we experiences. Have it. <laughs> and so as the event planner, And the regional marketing manager for Black music in at the time, I think we were either the second or third, depending on the record market in the country. And this happens, and then you have to think about those folks that came, who who then are going to have a sour taste in their mouth for the Mm -hmm. next time you invite invite Mm -hmm. them out because they could not get their free Hennessy. (laughs) <laughs> um, and then they could potentially not have seen this, this artist, but at the end of the day, they ended up performing
0: at the oh, end they of did. The day, How did, did. I mean, you're just going to skip over that. How did yeah. they end up performing? He just changed his mind. Um, I had to get a little greasy. Mm. And for
1: me, greasy ain't, but you know, greasy is like olive oil girl, extra virgin olive oil. And it ain't that greasy. <laughs> um, but I, I really had to go in and explain, uh, the repercussions of what they could have experienced mm. had they not performed a record could get dropped the djs could not put you know may not want to yeah, support you yourself.
0: yeah that
1: media here and at the time we had video stations you know like all the independent video stations they could go right back to their studios and just trash you mm. you know what i mean you are going to let this one thing even though he tried to make it seem like oh i'm not feeling good the other band members who really wanted to go on built the beans and was like miss Sabrina let me just tell you he met this girl named coco and you know, <laughs> you know so he to ruin your whole career for coco you know what i'm saying over coco so um but it all worked out but it was very stressful i think i had a ball patch in the back of my head oh, and Lord. some of my hair probably still in philly somewhere um um, and I think it just showed on my face because I remember my regional managers coming like, girl, like, calm down, calm down. I probably look like, you know, Eveline in the face at the time, but it came, it went off without a hitch. Um, I did get, you know, some accolades from the New York office afterward. but put it off. Because we it,
0: pulled it off. pulled it um, off, yeah.
1: So that was like one of the most stressful things because at the time, Philly was like one of the key markets, like I said, for all of these people. And for all this time and money and everything to go into this and to have these two major things happen at my event that I planned. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? No. No. And I'm, I'm a person that likes to protect my reputation. And one thing I will say is good news travels fast, but mm, bad news travels, travels faster.
0: faster. Come on and, now. I'm going to get a boop, 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 but nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. so, say that again. Say that
1: again. Say that again for the people in the back. Good news travels fast, but bad news travels faster. And that means bad reputations as well.
0: Right, and in so, the music industry, man, oh man,
1: yeah, quick, yeah, and this was my first major showcase that I planned in that market, you know, so it was a lot, mm. um, but that was I would say the most challenging um, the most challenging event,
0: mm. but I think we all have to to learn from that right there has to be a contingency plan a, a a b a c a z
1: the contingency plan was that american express card
0: <laughs> right 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 and that would have been, and even if say for instance the american express card wasn't there you would have yeah. to figure out some other kind of way to make sure it that this happens you gotta figure it out
1: exactly and there every, is no
0: this is not happening you know what i mean like there's no option for it not to happen and yeah. i think in the event space we all have to have that 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 level of yeah, we some we gotta come up with a plan. We gotta yeah. figure this out, and yeah, so sure. whatever we need to do. But this is going to happen. Kind yeah. of,
1: attitude. it's happened uh, with sound mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. working right. It's happened with when I've had a a, a concert or a show for mm-hmm. a developing band, right? And you go and you think it's a full stage, but it's a little wooden platform that mm-hmm. everybody can't fit on,
0: and mm-hmm. they want to just walk
1: out. Because they're like, this is not how we get down, you know what I mean? Um, and the venue will not have told you beforehand that they were working on this and it wasn't going to be as you saw on the pictures on the website, mm. you know. So mm. all of
0: the all of the things, all of the things, all of the things. things. So so let's let's um, transition into um, before we leave. I want. Mm. to talk about your brand because it's also about entrepreneurship and so even though you work as event manager or event festival director for jazz and the vanity you're an entertainment manager for a couple of producers and artists you are a realtor you're doing all the things you also are a founder of drama queen and so tell a little bit about what that is and what it's like to be a founder of your own brand
1: right well um with drama queen um the Drama Queen Company, it is a brand that celebrates womanhood. Um, It started out as just a really cool t-shirt line, Um, but I realized over time and after talking with women all over the country in my circles uh, about our shared experiences uh, and our drama, the things that we uh, experience, uh, Mm -hmm. the hits, the misses, little the the things that could totally just throw your whole day off you know um the relationship that goes sour the way we're kids the boss that gets on your nerves like it's all kinds of there's all kinds of things that we deem drama um but through shared experience we all understand and we all relate and so with the drama queen brand it's 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 something that I created to honor, to celebrate us, but to take the negative out of the word drama, because even though there is negative drama, mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't always have to be. So I'm remixing it. We're making it our own and we're taking it because we learn from our drama. Right? Mm. Um, and these are opportunities to understand your strengths, your weaknesses. Um, you get all those light bulb moments that come out of, Whatever the experience is, it is it is what you make it, you know, but I am just one that always chooses to, you know, make freaking, I don't know, adult margarita out of lemons. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so with the Drama Queen brand, that is what I'm doing. So we have, we're curating amazing experiences. We have a girlfriend getaway trip coming up. Um, we've got not only T-shirts and hats and mugs and journals and things like that, but. Um, It's just really about uh, community Hmm. and celebrating womanhood um, and all that that means. So I don't don't know how
0: you how you're doing all of these amazing things, all of these things.
1: It it takes other people to help. Um, (laughs) It really does, and like this is the thing: people hear all those check marks, and sometimes you can get the, they'll get the impression that you're scatterbrained or you're all over the place. I am just a multi-passionate entrepreneur, ma'am. Um, <laughs> and so I realized that life is so short mm. and, you know, I'm not one out here just boasting and, and bragging while you sleep, while you sleep, I'm working. Cause you know, that doesn't work either. That's a fallacy. You will get sick. I have had a seizure from lack of sleep. So I I am not one about work 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 mm. when you're dead because that's 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 a bunch of whatever I don't wear that my grind my gr- f the grind there's a way to work <laughs> smart there's a way to work smart and not let life pass you by um, like but with that um, you know it's just me stepping out but learning that you can't do everything by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, real estate is a part-time thing. I'm all mm-hmm. about, you know, um, generational wealth and especially mm-hmm. helping ho- first-time homebuyers get their piece of the American pie. I, I love my first-time homebuyers, but for the most part, marketing, promotions, events um, are are my is my bag. Um, Drama queen is my second bag. <laughs> you know <what> I mean, <laughs> you got everything a bag. You got some bags. I, everything else that I do is just supplemental, you gotcha. know, music. Of course, I, I work with um, and partner to Denon Porter. Um, he's amazing. He keeps me energized musically. Um, he's got some great things coming and he really does push me to be the bulldog in the skirt when I need to be, Happens. Um, you know, and stands by that. So it's great to have great people in your circles um to by which to to make all this thing happen but number 1 is god so mm. without
0: him okay you know I agree with you you yeah, know yeah. we have a lot of similarities in that and so so if people are trying to get in touch with you Sabrina how do they get in touch with you if they want to find out more about Drama Queen or come to the festival yes
1: go to jazzenatthevanity.com uh to learn more about the fest- festival and that's jazzen with Noji jazzin at the vanity.com again june 10th and the 11th but for me um you can find me on instagram at earth tones ent that's earth tones plural ent or Belizean girl heritage um uh and that's b e l i z e a n g y r l it's not g i r l g y r l so you can find me there um pretty much All across the board for drama queen, it is drama queen company
0: on all platforms. Drama Queen Company. All platforms. Yeah. yeah, Okay. Well, I appreciate you being here. I know my producers in the back are saying we are out of time. Oh, we might have to do this again. And so thank you so much, Sabrina, for being a part of all things behind the scenes. I appreciate it. It's been fun. I'm excited. You know, you have so much going on. There's no way to get all that out in 40-something minutes. But uh, I think we touched on a few things that are super we important for people to things. remember. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? And so thank you again for being here. Really appreciate you. Thank you again for joining us for another episode of All Things Behind the Scenes podcast where we discuss all things events and entrepreneurship. If you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to follow, subscribe, and hit the notification bell to be notified of each new episode. You can also follow us on All Things BTS podcast on Facebook and Instagram. We welcome all comments and suggestions. So let us know what you think. We love hearing from you. So until next time, remember that the only thing that you can guarantee about an event and life is that it will change. Be blessed.